The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Sue Davey. Sue is a third-generation intuitive, as well as a Reiki master practitioner. Using her gifts, Sue will guide you through Akashic sessions so that you can release old ways and receive clarity. Well, hi, Sue. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Hi, Laura. I'm super excited to be here, and thank you for inviting me. So I would love to start by hearing all the amazing things that you do these days. I am, do you know what? I'm actually going to start owning some of my own stuff. I've been told that quite a few years I need to teach and I've always stopped myself and I've always gone, no, I'm not good enough to teach. I don't have enough knowledge to teach and everything else. I've been doing some serious connecting in, serious work on myself recently. I'm in the process of writing out three new programs. I went from zero to three, <laughs> just like that. I know, it's just like I, I've i come to the conclusion with, with one of them, which is I'm hoping I'm, well, I'm going to be launching sort of like around about today, tomorrow. It's not going to be perfect. And if I wait for it to be perfect, I'm going to be sat here in a year's time messaging you going, I still ain't done it yet. So I'm launching it. It's not perfect. I'm going to run a, um, a beta program with it and I'm super excited for that and then I've got a couple of other things that I'm also writing up and I've actually sat down and I've written them up and just need some tweaking and then we're good to go. What are they about? The first one I've tapped in using well working with my guides galactic activations actually working alongside and with the galactic council bringing in galactic activations and I am going to teach it as certifiable four-week course and at the end of it you get a certificate and then you are a galactic activation practitioner and that's the one that's not perfect I'm launching it and basically as we go through it I'll be tweaking it and adding it in little bits in but that that's one of them and the other thing is so many people have asked me if I will teach the Akashic Records because I love the Akashic Records so I'm writing up I'm going to do a course on teaching the Akashic Records and the other one a friend of mine said I need to put all packaged together for Akashic Records for people in business so I'm doing that as well so just like a three program package for people in business to work with their Akashic Records meet their business guides in the Akashic Records and ask the questions okay so that sounds amazing I have so many questions for you so this is going to be really good <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be really good. Okay, so first of all, uh, I guess it's more of a statement. I want to talk about uh, how you mentioned that you didn't feel ready to create a course. So imposter syndrome, right? I want to talk about that really quick, because I think that that's so important. 
I want to say the vast majority of us have been there at least once, I would say probably at the beginning of our journeys. And even in, I mean, anytime we, we share something new, there's this thing called imposter syndrome. Would yeah. you be willing to share with the listeners what that means? From my perspective, it does come down to feeling that you're not good enough, that you're worried about what other people are going to think of you. Are your friends and family going to laugh at you? Have you got enough knowledge behind you to teach what you can, you know, what you want to teach? So I think a lot of it boils down to self-confidence. Deep down inside, I think we all know. We've all learned things. We've all been taught things. So we've, you know, we've worked. So for instance, I've worked with my tutor for the Akashic Records. So how he's taught me. So I can take some of his teachings and apply it. But then I just need to put my own spin on it. And then it's like, well, have I got enough information to put my own spin on it? Can I tweak it so I'm not basically teaching his course? I'm taking that course and making it my own course. Then you start... I think second guessing yourself, then you start overthinking it. Then by before you know it, you talk yourself back out of it again because you've just like gone. Actually, do you know what? No, because everybody's going to think I'm a fraud, I'm a fake, I'm not good enough. And I suppose one of the big questions is, who am I to actually put myself forward to teach something? I think that you explain that perfectly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Everything that you had said there. Those thoughts had crossed my mind at one point in all things that I starting the podcast, writing my book, putting myself out there as a psychic medium, like who am I to do this? Who's going to listen? So the fact that you still had those thoughts, those worries, but you scrounged up that courage to still do it, even though it took some time, but you still did it. I mean, that's commendable. It really is because not everybody will still do it. And what I want to say here, because this is such a good topic, Sue, I'm so glad you brought this up. I don't think it's been brought up yet on the show. What I want to say here is that if anyone's feeling that intuitive nudge or urge to do something more with the knowledge they've obtained. So it, for instance, Sue, in your, in your case, create these classes for other people to obtain the knowledge that you've obtained. It's so important to know that if you're feeling that nudge to do it, then you're on the right track to do it. Like you are meant to do it and you are not an imposter by any means. Everybody's situation experience is so, so different, so beautiful in its own way. Everybody has so much to give. Hence why I myself for my show have so many different guests because everybody's story is so different and unique. You know, it may resonate with with some of the listeners or they may find it interesting or validating, but it's because everybody has something to offer and contribute. We all have this idea of not good enough or who's going to want to listen to what I have to say. The fact that we are even having those thoughts means that we do have something to say. That's how I feel because yeah. everybody feels the same way. Oh, absolutely. And I think once you get that, I mean, I've, I mentioned it to a friend a little while ago. And I said, look, I said, I'd already on my live shows, I'd already started running galactic activations and people were coming back going, yeah, I really felt that. I really felt that. And then I said, so I said, I think I might do a course. I, I might do a course. And she really just kicked my butt. I went, no, not might. You will do a course. See, I, I'm one of these people that I can, I can talk to people and say, oh, yeah, you, you know, if I was you, I could do that or you could do this or that. But actually to write it down, 
that's where my little block was actually for writing. And then one day I just, I, I got my computer and I thought, you know what, if I don't start now, I'm never going to start it. And I went and sat in the garden and the way the sun was shining on my computer, I couldn't actually see the words on my screen. So I'm out in there, I've got, got my latte, sun shining, birds singing, I'm typing away, da 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 da. I came in, I sat down and I looked at what I'd written and I'm like, I don't even remember writing any of that. I think I just channeled most of that because <laughs> that's not how, I wouldn't write that. Sounds about right. <laughs> even the punctuation was in the right place. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I've definitely channeled. Channeled. That's a channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like your grammatically correct channeling. <laughs> That's wonderful. Makes well, things I, editing I easier. I think they put in punctuation. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And you brought up another great point following that. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to do it. It's not going to be perfect the first time. I love that you said that, that, you know, you're going to do it anyways, and you're not going to wait for it to be perfect because otherwise it's it's never going to get done. That's the thing. I'm, I'm ready to launch it. I'm going to put it out there. I will be doing it, like, obviously, at a reduced price. The thing is, as I'm teaching it, I'm going to be learning how to teach it, if that makes sense, because it's a whole new concept for me. We're going to have fun. I mean, my friend, she's, oh, bless her heart. She stepped up and volunteered and let me teach her so far. We're on to module three. It's it's a four-week course. We've done three modules in a week, right? (laughs) She so wants me to get it out there. And I went, well, I want to launch it. She went, right, let's do these modules then. I'm like, it's a four-week course. And she went, yeah, we can do it in a week. (laughs) Well, you will get some of those people who are so excited that they'll want to just get it done in a week. Okay. Yeah, practically. So she's near enough now. She's got to do her last module and then she will get her certificate. So she's super excited for that. But she's the feedback that I've had from her is I've been writing little notes down. So that's helping me to pad it out a little bit differently and maybe change, put one paragraph that was should have there is now back up there, you know, and just move stuff around. So grateful to her for having that faith in me as well and just going, just do it. Yeah, yeah. She's like you're like like having a beta reader. She's a, a beta learner. Uh, and you know what? What's what's yes. great about that too is you, you have the material has been channeled. So what you have there is already I don't know divine galactic whatever you want to call it. It's, it the material is there. That's the the meat and potatoes, but then it's just the, yeah, your delivery. It's just how you want to present it. Yeah, and that again, if I wait until I feel that I could do that in a pitch perfect way, I'm still gonna then doubt myself and go, actually, no, I've, maybe maybe I should wait until I'm more ready. And it's again, it's going to be one of those. Well, I might never be ready. So I've got this all written up, just sat there looking at me, and I'm like, okay. So, no. So I'm actually saying this. I'm putting myself out there. This course is getting launched either today or tomorrow for definite. So there's no backing up. So you can hold me accountable for that now. (laughs) How wonderful. So by the time this comes out, the course will be available, which which will be great. So everyone can see what we're talking about. Exactly. See, and then being held accountable by God knows how many people then. So, yes. <laughs> and that helps too, right? Putting it out there and, and, and yes, making yourself accountable. Just a little extra help to, to give us the motivation that we need to complete our projects. Absolutely. Yes. I think we all need that occasionally as well. So, yes, definitely. Okay. So here's where my questions come in now. So you had mentioned 
the course is about galactic activation. Can you explain what that is? Galactic Council are a group of beings that sort of like are, now I'm going to say up in the universe, but with everything that we do when we do inner work, healing work, we never actually go out off anywhere. We always go within. When we do the Akashic Records, we go within. When we go to meet the Galactic Council, we actually go within. We go within that space, within our heart. And then that's where we connect. So like with your higher self or people that work with other guides like the Pleiadians. Yes, there are star beings. There are star races out there. But when you're working with them, it comes from within. My guides are all, well, most of my guides are multidimensional beings anyway. I had worked alongside the Galactic Council a while ago and then life happened and it, it sort of like I broke that connection. And then I've, I've gradually it's come around again. So I'm back in with that connection with them now. The activations basically work on the subconscious, the learning patterns that we've learned over the years in generational patterns as well, not just sort of like this lifetime. We're talking generational. We're talking going back into past lives. Anything that we've picked up that's not serving us, that's holding us back, these activations help to release them. There's, some of them are activations, some of them are deactivations. So you can like deactivate your glass ceiling that you put up that prevents you from achieving. And it's not just about money as well. It's like setting standards. Your glass ceiling is where your standards are. So for money, if you're keeping yourself at a certain level, you can deactivate that, that glass ceiling effectively. And it's basically kind of like reprogramming the subconscious into a more of a positive way. So you receive the activation, you can feel it come in, you can feel the shift. And then depending on what action steps, it's not just all about, oh, this comes in and all of a sudden I'm a millionaire. No, obviously you've got to take your action steps, but you get divine guidance. You're open, your intuition's more open. So you are looking for the opportunities rather than waiting for the opportunities to come to you. You're looking for a different way of working something. So instead of just sitting there and thinking, oh, this is really good, right? The universe will deliver. I'm going to sit here and wait for it all to come in. The activations actually assist you in looking for ways to improve your life, for, to take those action steps for what you particularly want to do in a nutshell. That's really helpful. Thank you. So I'm curious to know, were you always connected to guides and gal galactic like was what was your childhood like my childhood was absolutely amazing i didn't have any idea that the closest i got to galactic beings when i was a child was star trek and doctor who but from the moment that i was born i was gifted i obviously didn't know when i was a baby but as i was starting to grow up my grandma bless her oh she's she's amazing she was amazing god bless herself highly gifted and she encouraged me and my mum and my nan used to say to me, like when I was two years old, I'd get up in the morning and I'd be like, someone in my bedroom. Just, you know, like obviously as a two-year-old would obviously come out with something like that or I heard this. And instead of it being dismissed, it was explained to me who it was, why they were there. It was my great-grandma came in to check on me to make sure I was okay. And occasionally I used to feel her, literally, my, my great-grandma tucking me in at night. You know, I had that connection. I was 
as far as I was concerned, it was normal. I was living a normal life. It was normal to hear spirit. It was normal to see stuff, feel stuff, sense stuff. I used to spend hours in the garden, apparently. Not always to my grandma's pleasure, because I used to go and pick some of the flowers and try and make my own rose water, which turned out to be a stagnant, soggy mess by the end of the day, because my idea of like when I was four or five years old, rose water was basically get the rose petals, then go into my granddad's shed, where he had a vice, squeeze them between the vice to try and get the, the juice, I mean, lovely red colour, out into a bottle and then top it up with some rainwater because that's natural, isn't it? Not tap water. And then leave it in the sun for a few days and I'm thinking I'm going to get rose water. No, 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 no. Took the lid off it. It was like, oh, no, that doesn't sound <laughs> anything like the rose that I picked. <laughs> and I used to have tea parties with my little teacups and everything with all my teddies and my dolls and the fairy realm as well. So sit there for hours, hours. I was an only child, so I had my own circle of friends, so to speak, in the garden. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I had a good childhood. I considered myself fortunate. I probably didn't at the time, but now I look back on it, I realise just how lucky I was to be allowed to live what I class was a normal life, not realising that it was different to other people's lives. Yeah, I agree. Where you are now is a great testament to what it can look like when you don't dismiss a child's questions or experiences, you know, when we actually are open to explaining them for what they really are and not what we as adults hope they aren't or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so like, you know, amount of people that have got, oh, um, my child thinks they've got an imaginary friend, but, you know, we've explained to them that, you know, and then, like you said, they do dismiss it. But no, my imaginary friend, I'd come in loads of times and go to grandma like, um, there was something over there, but I'm not quite sure what it was. I mean, she would literally come out in the garden with me and she'd be like, oh, that's because I've got so-and-so flowers slightly there and the fairies like them ones. So try not to disturb. Don't take them. I think some of it actually wasn't necessarily all about the fairies. I think some of it was to try and stop me from nicking all of her flowers to make potions of lotion. But at the time, you know, the, the fairies liked them. So, yeah, I'd stay away. I wouldn't go and constantly go over there. So I wouldn't disturb the fairies. That was, I was great. I was okay with that, you know. Because I think if she had said to me, don't touch my flowers, I'd have probably been like, yeah, well, I can, you know, I'll occasionally, without her knowing. But <laughs> yeah. the fairies live there. I'm not going to touch them. I'm not going to incur the wrath of the fairies just stick some petals. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to be up, up against the fairies. Definitely not. <laughs> So can you share when you met or learned about your guides? I started getting the feeling of my guides when I was in my teenage years. But I will be honest, I think a little bit due to peer pressure when you were a teenager, I think I maybe pushed it away a little bit. Because when you're a teenager, it doesn't take a lot, does it, for other people around you to make fun of you and stuff. I learned when I was at high school, I would sometimes be sat with a friend and all of a sudden I'd go, oh, you're going to be doing so-and-so next week. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, because, and I'm I'm like pointing at this space next to me going, because they've just told me. And they're like, who's just told you? And I'm like, "Um, a friend. Yeah. And then after a while, I was getting like people going, you're just, you're just weird. There's something strange about you. And finding that my friend circle slowly getting a little bit smaller, I was like, mm, maybe I need to like rein it in a little bit. Even though with some people, they'd come back to me the following week or so and go, 
Will that come true? But how did you know? You're just weird. You're, there's something wrong with you. For a little while, I believed that because I thought what I did was perfectly normal and everybody else was weird. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, maybe not. No, I'm the weird one. They're normal. So I did kind of shut it down just a little bit. And then once I'd left school, I can't remember exactly what I was doing one day, but I went to do something and something literally pulled me back. And then a car, I was literally, I was walking down the road at the time. I remember, okay, thank you for bringing it back to me. I appreciate that. I was walking down the road and I, in a world of my own, literally in a world of my own, and I went to step out and I got dragged back and a car just came around the corner. The, the, the road was empty up until that point, but this car suddenly comes speeding down the road. And I was like, okay. And then I used to sort of like hear little things and see little things and I was like... I've really missed this. I've missed this connection. I'm getting all emotional now. Um, I've missed the connection that I had with my guides because they were my friends. So then I actually apologised to my guides for shutting them out, dismissing them and everything. And then that's when I then started working back with them and found gradually as I got older, my connection got stronger. I heard more. I saw more. I felt more. Occasionally, I smelt stuff as well. I was like, okay. To the point where I sort of like at my age now, over the last few years, uh, about seven or eight years ago, then I got introduced to more of the galactic guides. And this is when I first met Jimmy, who I have to call Jimmy because I can't pronounce his galactic name, who is Pleiadian and he's lovely. He's like a kid, but he's he's awesome. And he's he's like my best friend. He's really my best friend. Okay, so can you share about that encounter when you met your galactic guides and how you learned about Jimmy? Jimmy came in, it was really weird. So firstly, Jimmy, a few years back, I was doing some different radio shows with a friend of mine. And I was sat there one day and it was like getting ready for the show. And my friend was talking to me about this, that and the other. And I was like, yeah, all right. I said, I'll, I'll call in. And I went, oh, hang on. I said, I appear to have a new guide turned up. Initially, when this first guy turned up, he introduced himself as Mr. Reynoldson. So I just used to call him Mr. R because it was easy. And his initial showing up, he came in as if he was sat in a in a big library, which at the time I didn't realize because I had nothing to do with the Akashic Records back in the day then. In a big red leather chair, and he always used to have books, and he came across as a very, I would say, like Edwardian-type, Victorian-type of gentleman with the smoking jacket on, the full lot. Absolutely lovely. Twinkle in his eye, sense of humour, brilliant. He then said to me, I'm going to start introducing you to some different guides. But the same as with people, we don't always get on. So it's going to be a case of I will bring guides in. If you get on, then you will work together. If you don't, that guide will step away and we'll try you with a different guide. I was like, well, this will be fun. Yeah, they brought in Jimmy, who... I've got to say, bless him, for the first few weeks of trying to integrate the energy so I wasn't getting like headaches or feeling dizzy or anything because it, it was really powerful. We had some moments and the funny thing was I was actually doing my shows with my friend Jason. We were doing like blog talk radio at the time and all of a sudden Jimmy would just go, boom, I'm here. And I'd be like, okay. Um, and then I'd, I'd be like, what? And I'd have my cards at the time. I had my Ascended Master cards, which were my go-to. I've still got the packs. And he'd be like, put the cards down, don't need them. I'm like, but I'm doing a card reading for somebody who would put the cards down, don't need them. I'll, t- I'll tell you. And I, I thought, well, I've got to go with it. And I, so he's my guide. You know, we get on great. 
and then I'd listen back to the radio show afterwards and I'm like, oh God, did I say that really? <laughs> did, I, did I really tell that person that? But it, it, it still came, it came across still in a loving, compassionate way, but it didn't need the cards to tell them. It was just like, you know, if you've been waiting for a sign like this, and you'll be looking for this and blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing they said that they wanted me to do was light language. Oh, well, sorry, no, you know, I speak English, we're done, we're good with that, that's fine, no. Yeah, I can now speak light language quite fluently. I can understand my guides because my guides now speak to me in light language and I have to translate it. Can I stop you there? Yeah, what is... sorry, I do tend to waffle on a bit, sorry. Oh, no, this is great. <laughs> I'm like in awe. <laughs> there, okay, there are a couple things, but but I, but the, the light language, can you explain what that sounds like or, or can you explain light language right this is going to be fun um i can i will i can demonstrate i can demonstrate light language is not understood as the way we when people listen to us they can understand what we're saying some people out there do do light language and they will do the light language and then they will translate it um the way my guides bring it in i don't need to translate it. if i speak the light language it speaks to your heart and your soul. It speaks to you on a soul level. You on a physical level do not need to understand what it is. When you listen to it, it you should feel a shift within you. You should feel something. Yeah, a minute. Don't rush me. Um, so is that Jimmy? Yeah, that's Jimmy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. He's lovely. I, for, for the purpose of this uh, podcast, Jimmy is about six foot tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. If anybody Googles Pleiadian, he's kind of like your typical Pleiadian kind of looking. He is surrounded by sparkles and rainbows. He loves the glitter stuff. He loves the sparkles. He will bring in sparkles. He brings in the rainbow healing frequencies. He's such a joy. And I'm so glad that we... At the time, we worked together and we did, I integrated his energy and he was okay with me. And quickly stepping back, the original, my, who I now know is my guide gatekeeper, who is not called Mr. Reynoldson because he's not even from this realm. He's from God knows where. He then now brings all my other guides in and he's like, I get hand-picked guides. It's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm absolutely loving life at the moment. Anyway, I digress. With the light language, like I said, it is not meant to be understood on a physical level. So if you bear with me, I will just tap into Jimmy. So uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> wow. What did you say? I have no idea. <laughs> At one point, I, I got a feeling that Jimmy was like doing playful energy within that because I could feel myself starting to smile and laugh. I but, saw that, yeah. <laughs> for his perspective, that didn't need to be translated. For you and anybody else that's listening, you may or may not get something from that. You'll got feel it. something. It just more to 
maybe get an example of what looks like or sounds like, I should say. Um, and I saw you do some hand movements with it. What is that about? With the hand movements, sometimes it helps to bring in the energy. Um, if I'm doing it around my throat chakra, this will probably indicate that someone living, listening on the podcast will actually get their throat chakra cleared at the same time. So apologies to anybody in the, you know, who listens to this who suddenly has a coughing fit, that will probably be your throat chakra clearing <laughs> out a little bit. Uh, and it integrates the, and it's, they normally, they bring in like, like symbols as well and downloads and codes. So when I'm doing that, it's probably that I'm just bringing in extra downloads and maybe codes and symbols. So again, anybody listening to this, they may, if they do it with their eyes closed, they may actually see little symbols coming down, little light codes coming in as well. Wow, that's amazing. So were you shocked the first time you did that? Oh, yes, (laughs) I was. I, right, I... Honestly, like I said, I do when I I'm so excited about stuff, so I tend to waffle on. So just jump in and stop me at any okay. time. Your show, honestly. <laughs> the first time I did it, Mr. Reynolds, who he was, Mr. Reynolds, there, he's actually named as Bakashir now. Obviously, I was sat, and they said we need to go out for a walk, and I'm like, no, I don't really want to go out. No, we're going out for a walk. So I've got Bakashir one side, and I've got Jimmy the other side, and it was just like going for a walk across the park. You know, a normal, like you would do with normal people. Well, you know, real people. I didn't say you're not real. I'm just saying. Visible people. Visible people, yes. And all of a sudden, I can hear this weird toning and stuff in my head. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I could feel this feeling in my throat chakra. And I had a coffee and fit, and I'm, I'm like walking across the field and I'm coughing, thinking I really wish I'd brought some water with me. And then I could feel all this weird stuff going on around my crown, my third eye, all around my head, my ears, everything was just like, and I'm getting this, it's okay, it's being upgraded, you'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, I, I trust you implicitly, you know, you're my guys, I trust you. And then all of a sudden I got, now you need to speak. And I was like, pardon? I was like, you speak. So I've then turned around and gone, what I thought was going to come out in me saying, well, what am I going to say? Didn't come out as what I'm going to say. It came out in this weird language. I literally went, what? And I won't hear, obviously, but I did actually swear at the time. And I've stopped dead in the middle of this field. like, And I'm looking around thinking, oh, God, I hope nobody's walking their dog or anything because they're going to think I'm like weird or cuckoo or whatever. And then I was like, is that what it is? And they're like, yeah, all you need to do is just practice. It's just practice. We will help you. We will teach you. And that's what I used to do. If I was out for a walk, I would then go out for a walk and I would ask to be connected into and tuned into. And before I knew it, I was actually going on on the show with people and I'm going, actually, I need to do this. Do you mind if I speak that language? Because I hadn't really at the time heard a lot about it. But, you know, it's one of those things that once you start doing it or researching it, all of a sudden everybody in the, you know, the world and their brother's doing it. And I realized that it was out there more than I realized. And I wasn't crazy or anything. Loads of other people did it in different forms and everything else. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've got a new tool. <laughs> so is that the language that they speak in, like, Pleiades or uh, the other? It varies. The, there is different tonings with some of it. Um, the Adian's more, I mean, it can it can go a little bit sing-songy as well with it. 
When I've channeled the Arcturians, when I've been, people have said to me, it sounds like you're really getting told off when I channel Arcturians because it comes through really gruff and abrupt. But Arcturians are master healers, and I think that because of the, the toning of the level of their voice, it goes in at a real deep level, and you can actually, you can find, sort of like, feel it, like, rattling through your body. What else have we done? I don't know, because when I'm channeling, I haven't got a clue. One of my friends said to me once before, when I was channeling, I think I changed tone about six or seven times. It felt like I was bringing through six or seven different people. I had to go back and watch the show afterwards, and I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that was fun. Yeah, it, it just changed up every time. They just kept coming in. Got it. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, So I'm curious, when you hear from Jimmy, do you literally hear him talking or is it more of a third eye hearing? Third ear? (laughs) It's like it's the voices in your head kind of thing. I don't actually physically hear. It's like I don't, I know he's here. Yeah. I see him in, in my mind's eye. So I see all the shimmies and the sparkles and the glitter and everything else that he tries to do to distract me again <laughs> no word of a lie I was trying to seriously teach my friend this course the other day and she I mean she knows all about Jimmy and all of a sudden she said so she went is Jimmy there and I'm like yeah she went what's he doing I went he's playing with the dragons in the corner of my bedroom it's okay we're fine he had I'm no word of a lie he had a clutch of dragons right over in the corner of my bedroom cute little things lovely he was playing with the dragons and i i am i'm starting to worry now because i've got the mother dragon actually in my room as well and i'm going and i'm saying to my friend give me a minute and i'm going and i'm speaking to jimmy in light language and i'm talking to him in my head and i'm going mummy dragon's over there do you not think you need to quit the dragon's back and he's like no it's fine it's okay we've got it sorted i'm babysitting i like jimmy <laughs> yeah most people do He's funny. He will disappear off as well. And suddenly when I'm doing shows or anything, I have to say to people, I'm really sorry, but do we have your permission? Jimmy would like to actually physically pop around and see you and they'll get the energy of Jimmy come around. Wow. I just got chills. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you wish him to pop around, he's more than happy to come and actually come and sit with you. You'll, You'll feel his presence when he turns up if you, you know, you're happy for him to turn up. Oh, wow. Yep. My guy, Jason, is always on my right. I feel him now, too. So I think he's like, oh, if Jimmy's going to be here, I'm going to come, too. So (laughs) I'm like, hey, you guys are always welcome. (laughs) So I want to go back a little bit further now. When you had mentioned that you got to sort of test drive guides. I mean, that's that's incredible. Okay, I love so, uh, spirit is just never ceases to amaze me that the whole world that we can't see never ceases to amaze me. This is why we never say anything is definite or set in stone. Because prior to you saying that, I would have said, as far as my knowledge goes, we pick our guides before we come here. And we've been with them our whole lives, da, 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 da and all of our lives. Um, But then now I've learned something new today that people can sometimes pick them in this lifetime and pick and choose. That's incredible. I don't know if you have any more insight into that, maybe why that happened for you or? I think it's similar with people. You get on with some people. I mean, if say you meet someone, you, you've got an instant connection. You can go somewhere, you could be setting the cap or something, or you could be having your coffee, and you look across the room and someone's looking back at you, and you've kind of got that knowing that you've, you've maybe have met before somewhere. 
and they might come over and you strike up a conversation and you, you, you hit it off and you get on great and then you become friends. Or you can be somewhere and you just look at someone and you just you don't know why, but you just don't like them for some unknown reason. You, you don't know what it is, but you just look at them and you don't like their energy and you think, oh, no. I mean, it's different for everybody. This is just my experience. But I think with my guys, it was a case of they come in. I mean, like I said, me and Jimmy get on great. But if a guy came in who was caught like, oh, yeah, I like this human. This human's really nice. And I'm like, I'm not really sure if I like you. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I like you. And then I'm working with them. I wouldn't get the true channeling. I wouldn't be able to see if I was going to do a reading or do the cards or whatever. I don't feel like I would be genuinely channeling them because there'd be part of me going, actually, do you know what? I, I don't like you that much and this isn't really working out. You know, you're not what I would call my buddy. And that actually, I've, I've got a funny story again. When I was in a previous place I was living, I had my cat and my dog. And this, I, I didn't even know stuff like this happened. I was sat there one day and I was watching the TV. And all of a sudden, this guy just up, appeared. Rakashir, well, Mr. R, whoever, then said to me, I want to bring in, you, you're used to Jimmy now, so we're going to bring in more guys so you get to work with a variety. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with this. We're, yeah, we're great. We're good. You know, I've, I've got already got my guide from birth. He's, he's a Native American. He's lovely. And this guide just appeared. It, it was sign of Star Trek. He just, like, beamed in. And I'm like, oh, hello. But when he beamed in, I was just like... And I actually remember saying to Rakashiri, I went, are you sure? You've got the right one here. Are we good? And I'm not going to lie, Laura, this guy walked us past me, looked at my cat and dog on the settee, and just went, la chien. Now, I didn't know French a lot, but I know that the chat, and, and it means cat and dog. And I was like, excuse me? And I'm going, this guy's speaking French. Now, I know that I'm meant to be able to translate the stuff, but I can't work with a French guy. If he starts talking to me in French, will I automatically translate it into English? Will I know what he's saying? And I'm not joking, right? My main gatekeeper guide all of a sudden came back and he went, many, many apologies, wrong guide, wrong person, and literally went, and this guy just went, and shot out. Jimmy oh, wow. found it highly amusing at the time and was actually just laughing so much. There was literally sparkles and glitter coming off of him in all angles. I'm just sat there going, well, that was a thing, wasn't it? I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, you don't always get it right. So I, I didn't end up with a French guide. I think we had a break from guys for a little bit. I think he sort of like realized that maybe he needed to take a bit of a holiday. <laughs> there was a glitch in the system. You got to fix it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so great. It was a thing. It was funny. It was like, because you, I think also with the spirit realms and the spirit world and what people have taught and what people have learned, a lot of times you have expectations of how it should be and what it should be and who should be and everything like that. And you kind of build up this picture of, right, so my guide's going to be this and my guide's going to do this and this is going to happen and this is, and this is how we're going to interact and this is what we do. And then you get something like that happen and it just blows everything out of the water and you're like, well, that was different. Let go of all expectations and just enjoy the process. 
That's so true and such great advice. And it just kind of goes back to my whole thoughts of you just can't put any limitations on spirit because they will do something that'll surprise you and remind you that (laughs) nothing's definite. Every time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a it's a lovely world to be in. I agree. I agree. I am I love this work. I absolutely love this work. And I love learning from other people like you. Like I've learned so much today. <laughs> this is just absolutely <laughs> incredible. I'm just so grateful for you. Now I would like to wrap up our interview, but I think that there's so much here, Sue, that we need to definitely have you back on because <laughs> this oh, is just great. <laughs> this is absolutely great. But I would love to wrap up our interview and asking to see if either you or Jimmy or whoever uh, has any messages for the collective, a timeless message for the listener for whenever they listen to this episode. So the message is in everything that you do in your everyday life, in your personal life, your business life, your spiritual life, open heart, open mind, let go of the expectations and just allow yourself to enjoy life and the process of life. I love that. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Sue. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your amazing stories, your journey, teaching us so many new things today. I really appreciate you both uh, for your time. So thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you for having us on. And yeah, I, like I said, I apologize. I get so lit up with it and so into it. I, I forget that I'm meant to take a break and stop talking for a bit. <laughs> That's where the good stuff is. Are you kidding? <laughs> when it just flows, we just, hey, you know what? When it flows, that's what we're meant to hear. <laughs> that's what comes naturally. That's wonderful. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.